0: Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm one of the pastors on staff here at Forward Church. Listen, I'm so glad you tuned in to today's podcast. I hope it challenges you and inspires you to go after God and be all that God's called you to be. Enjoy today's message. Without Christ in an empty tomb, we would remain empty. It is because of an empty tomb that we can be filled. Everybody say empty. The truth is without Christ, we are empty and we're broken and we're, we're a wreck. Our lives are, 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 are just a disaster. And we're all the time looking for ways, trying to put our brokenness, trying to put our, 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 our ugly state Uh, we try to put it back together. And one of the, one of the ways that we try to do that is through relationships. Everybody say relationships because see, we recognize what relationships are. We're familiar with relationships. As a matter of fact, we were created with a relationship in mind. Matter of fact, we were created for one purpose and that's to have a relationship with God. And we, go, we can go all the way back to uh, the book of Genesis and where he created the earth and all the things there, and then he made man, and then he said, well, it's not good for man to be alone. So our first and foremost relationship is this way, is with God. And then our second relationship is with man, is with each other. So as long as we've got the first relationship with god then everything else will be right but we we tend to we tend to try to to try to fill that gap fill that space fill that void with everything else other kind of relationships if we can have the right car if we have the right house if we dress the, the certain way we, we can fill this void of acceptance let me tell you something if we would actually have a relationship with christ like like the bible describes we're to, we are to we, we wouldn't have issues with with feeling uh Un- unloved and 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 unaccepted because Jesus Christ already loves us and He already accepts us just as we are, but yet we try to go out throughout life trying to 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 come up with all these relationships and try to fill that void. Everybody say relationships. So tonight we're going to be kicking off a study entitled uh, the message title is um, relationships, but I want to really zone in on the subject dealing with difficult people. And I said, Ooh, that is for me. <laughs> but how many knows? I don't want to burst your bubble, but how many knows that sometimes we can be the difficult person? Amen. And so I really want to encourage you to be here for the next four to six Wednesday nights, and it's it's going to be great. I won't try to speed through it since we're going to take this amount of time. And and I really believe I always know when it's it's a a message or 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 a talk that. It's something that the enemy doesn't want to happen. I spent yesterday afternoon and evening in the ER in Gainesville. Uh, I have a little buddy with me. Uh, his name, or he is called by a doctor, um, a kidney stone. And so he is still inside of me tonight. Um, I've actually been battling the pain for a couple of weeks now. And, um, but yesterday uh, I got up, I was awake, and everything was fine. And I went to sit at the table to begin jotting down my thoughts for the message and I kid you not, um, the pain was unbearable. Um, I did everything that I could uh, to. I went and laid back down in the bed and th- I was like if I go to sleep and wake back up, it'll be gone. That didn't work, and so I I really pushed all day as much as I could. And I finally called Amy. She actually had some later meetings that she was supposed to be a part of, and I said, "We gotta go." I said, "I can't." I can't do it. Showed up at the emergency room. I'm in tears. They're asking me questions. I'm like, the only, the only question you need to ask me is how much pain medicine to give me. That's all I needed to know because I was in that much pain. Um, so I know that the, the, um, this message is a message for every one of us because I believe that when we can get our relationships right, first when we can get our relationship with God right, the other relationships will work out, um, and we, we will not be the difficult people. Amen. Everybody say difficult people. Let's be honest that usually um, what stands between you and I having a good day or a bad day is difficult people. Usually what what's standing in the way of it being an awesome day, an amazing day... Or I'm about to lose my mind up in here, up in here. Y'all ever had one of those days at work? I'm about to, I'm about to go off, like hide all, all the staplers, hide all, all the paper clips. I'm finna take somebody's eye out. Pew, pew, pew. Just all in one shot. But what usually stands between an amazing day and one of those days? Difficult people. I know right now your, your mind's rolling through who you work with. Just stay with me tonight. Don't, don't go there. I know you begin praying for them, but maybe you need to lay your hands on yourself and say, God, maybe it needs to start with me first. Amen. Because in Galatians, Paul writes, you can go ahead and go to Matthew chapter seven. I'll be there momentarily. But in Galatians, Paul wrote and he said, who has bewitched you? Everybody say who? And then in Romans 831, God said, if God before you, or the Bible says, if God before you, who can be against you? So let's get this clear tonight. It's never a what. It's a who. It's not about An enemy. It's about the enemy. It's his name, Satan. It's the devil. Okay. It's not your spouse. It's not your neighbor. It's not your kids. The enemy will use those. He will use the weaknesses of other people, including us. He will use the weaknesses that I have. That's why it's important that we stay strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Stop trying to go throughout your day in the power of your might because your might sucks. Why does it suck, Pastor B? Well, because your your strength can only go so far, but God's strength will endure forever. As long as you're in him and you stay connected to him and your relationship with him, you're not gonna go, yeah, your body gets weak, but you're not gonna become susceptible to the lies and tricks of the enemy. Amen? So it's never a what, it's always a who. So relationships at best are very complex would you agree like relationships just just on a normal average day are pretty complex but it's important that we know and understand how to categorize the relationships basically what i'm saying is you got to categorize and go who goes there and who goes here and who's able to be right here close to my heart right and who who is privy to certain areas of my life listen not everybody needs to know everything about you well and facebook is the avenue that we feel the most liberty to to tell the whole world about what's going on on in our life when really the only person that can do anything for you is jesus He reminded me. Chris reminded me this the other day, and I had actually heard it uh, on a podcast um, a couple weeks ago. But don't ever tell somebody your problem who is doesn't have the ability to actually help you solve it. Is that is that how it was? Is that is that? Yeah. Don't ever tell somebody unless they have the ability to help you. Well, the only person that I know that will help me never let me down, and it can hit his lips, his ears, but never his lips is Jesus. And there may I may have a handful. I may have a handful. Of um, friends that I can talk to because I know that what I'm sharing with them will hit their ears but never their lips not everybody has your best interest at heart be careful who you surround yourself with we've got to learn how to cultivate and develop healthy relationships not every relationship that you are currently in not every relationship that I currently have is healthy relationships And you've got to determine, is this a relationship that I can cultivate and develop, or is this something I need to cut off? And we're going to talk about that tonight. So don't miss the next few Wednesday nights. If you're going to miss any Wednesday night, don't let it be in the next six weeks. Deal? Gotcha. All right, Matthew chapter 7, beginning with verse 16, says this, by their fruit, everybody say fruit, by their fruit, you will recognize or know them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree. Everybody say good tree. Say good person. Say good tree. Say good person. Good fruit. Okay. Every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. Bad people, bad fruit. I just want to just... Say it that way, so you're, because we, I know, you know this verse, I've heard this verse, but it's something, you gotta be able to let it click with, oh yeah, that's a bad person, oh, that's why, that's why everything's jacked up, that's called bad fruit. But a bad tree bears bad fruit, and a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down. Stop. Every bad relationship that is not producing good fruit in your life needs to be cut off. Contacts, edit, delete. You tracking me? Not every relationship, if it's not producing something good in your life, if it's all when 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 hurting me, when helping you hurts me, it's time for us to evaluate the consistency of our relationship. Bad fruit, cut it off. Every tree that bear, does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will know them. So, Pastor B, how do I know then if, I'm gonna, if they're going to be a good friend to me? How do I know then if I should date them? By their fruit. How do I know that I should allow this relationship to go to the next level? By their fruit. How do I know if I'm supposed to marry that person by their fruit? How should I know if I'm supposed to hang out with that group of people by their fruit? A lot of the times we get ourselves in situations because we're hanging out with a bunch of fruits, flakes, and nuts. It's what I call granola Christians. We get ourselves, we, 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 I, I, I get myself in the most crazy situations when I'm going, How in the world did I get in this situation? You ever ask that question? How did I get here? It's because you're hanging out with some granola Christians or granola people. I know that sounds judgmental, but you know who I'm talking about. You know them them fruits, flakes, and nuts. Okay. Sometimes they feel like a nut. Sometimes they don't. You will know them by their fruit. Listen, you will not be able to fake it. You will not be able to fool me forever eventually your fruit will tell you can plant a tree in your backyard and we live in florida and you can tell me all day long that's an orange tree and i may believe you because we're in florida but up until the time that that thing starts producing something that's green and i'm not talking about maybe the orange started green then turns orange i'm talking about it's a pear. you've been telling me the whole time this is an orange tree Trying to convince me all the elements say and turn towards the fact that this should be. It should be. They should be a good person. They should be in their right mind. They go to church. They sing on the worship team. Not at this church. Not at this church. Everything looks like it would be good. But their fruit. You can fool me for a day. You might can fool me for a week. But eventually, the fruit always points back to what's inside the tree. The fruit of what's going on in your life will always point back to what's going on on the inside. The fruit always, write this down, the fruit always gives the identity of the tree away. Fruit always, the fruit of someone's life will always give the identity of what's going on on the inside of their life. Now, see, I know when y'all saw that on Facebook, we're going to talk about difficult people. Y'all was like, yes, sir, I'm going to be there to support that. I want to figure out how I'm supposed to handle all my difficult friends and all these people in my life. They all jacked up thinking you got it all together. But hot news flash, that was done by design to get your attention to be here. But ultimately, it's to say, evaluate ourselves and go, am I the reason? And also then to go, I need to learn how to make sure that I'm just not letting everybody have access to me. Because let me tell you something. If you got a good fruit tree in your house, and I love apples, I might show up at your house in the middle of the night, you don't even know. I'm like in your backyard talking about. Same thing happens in the world. When, people, when you got good fruit, people who were bad will love to come by and take from you what you got. But they're not willing to pay the price and put the fertilizer and all the crap you had to go through to actually get to a place where your fruit was good. They just want to steal from you. When helping someone else hurts you, it's time to reevaluate the consistency. Something's very inconsistent right there. The consistency of the relationship. Let me read this to you. Galatians chapter 5. You can turn there if you want to. It it should be on the screen. Galatians chapter 5. You say, well, what type of a fruit? What type of fruit should we have then? What type of a fruit should we bear? What type of fruit should I be looking for in someone I date? Someone that comes to the next level. Somebody that I marry. Somebody that that I'm going to hang out with. What kind of fruit? Check it out. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 says, But the fruit, everybody say fruit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Some of y'all should already be disqualifying some of the people you were just thinking about previously love joy peace patience okay i'm still working on that part (laughs) kindness still working on that too don't pull me don't cut me off in traffic goodness faithfulness gentleness and he's really working on me on this one (laughs) self-control that's the fruit of the spirit so if you're looking for somebody they can have it they can look like they 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 got that together but if they're not producing fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, they don't need that's somebody you don't need to be hanging out with. Now I'm not saying the whole package needs to be together cuz this guy ain't got the whole package together. I'm working on some areas. But just rereading that and rereading that and rereading that helps me to go, I got a lot of work to do. And that should have been the point for you to go, and so do I. <laughs> I got a lot of work to do. do Thank you. I felt really lonely up in this little quiet church tonight. So in relationships, we face disappointments. It's inevitable. We face disappointments. Listen, if you've ever, if you, if you have ever been disappointed, it's because you put an expectation on something or someone that the expectation was not met. Not very difficult that was not a hot news flash but the reason for disappointments is because i put an expectation on that person that and a weight on that relationship that that relationship was never intended to carry if i was to pass the mic around the room tonight and just say you know what 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 would you for anybody single what what um what do you look for? What would you look for in somebody that you're dating? Or what would you look, what do you, for married people, what are you looking for from your spouse? What type of fruit, what, what, do you, what, what kind of things make you happy? Now, if you watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette, anybody watch those shows? I'm forced to watch them. I, I'm, I'm married, and, and we have, we've had all girls, except for my grandson, who's a boy. He's the, he's the son I could never have. So I'm forced to watch things like The Bachelor and Lifetime movies. I never could figure out how come these same characters just keep popping up. I'm like, man, they, what, they can't find nobody else. Tom Cruise don't. No, there's a reason Tom Cruise ain't on Lifetime because, okay, I know. I'm meddling in somebody's, somebody's uh, DVR box right now. Y'all got it loaded up with some stuff. But y'all weren't supposed to call nobody's names out right there. So some of the answers that you've heard throughout the years is, I I want somebody who's fun-loving, yes? I want somebody who's adventurous. I want want somebody who loves intellectually stimulating conversations. You ever, like, if that was what Amy was looking for in me, that that wasn't going to be me because I like to have fun, all that. But, you know, somebody who's in touch with their emotions. And we could probably add some more, but for the most part, I think all of us would agree with some of those right there. But can can I share something with you? that none of those things have anything to do with character. That's how we base our relationships. That's how we base our dating, our marriage, uh, uh, churches. It's all on the outside personality traits. But but the Bible teaches us that we need to look at what's going on on the inside of you. I'm not concerned about what the tree looks like. I want to know what kind of fruit you're putting off. So it's it can't be about... The personality—it's got to be about character. I mean, you look at Proverbs thirty-one. We won't turn there, but uh, you find personality traits. Uh, excuse me. You won't find personality traits. You see character traits. First Corinthians thirteen. Y'all know that's the love. That's the love chapter in, in in Corinthians. None of these are a feeling. All of them are a list of commitments describing character. Let me just let me just go there for you real quick. Let me make this challenge for, for anybody who's married. And, and, and I'm not saying that, that you, you, you're getting ready to file for divorce. But I, in any marriage, because it's two people who are imperfect, you will never have a perfect marriage. You're just always working to deny yourself. And let I me mean, know that's hard. That's, that's, but that's what marriage is about. It's about denying yourself. But see, if you've got two people who have the same goal in mind, you're never going to come up short. You'll never come up short. So so let me just read this to you. And and let me challenge you as married couples and even those that are single to really, really dissect this. Check this out. It says, because we say it all the time. I love you. I love you with all my heart. I love you. What do you mean I love you with all my heart? I love you with my my blood pumping muscle. (laughs) Like, ugh. The lady who took my blood last night, you know, I told her real quick. I was like, ugh. She was getting ready to, to, she's like, it won't hurt. I was like, well, if you know anything, because I know a little something. I said, if you know anything, they got, y'all got cream and y'all got some stuff y'all can put on I don't want to feel that needle go in my skin. She's like, he knows. I said, I sure do. She goes, well, it's my first time, so, oh, here we go. I was like, I looked at Amy. I was like, first time? I about come off that bed for a second time. And then she goes, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I was like, yeah, but I wasn't fixing the kid. I told you he wasn't through. But she'll in to see some ugly fruit. <laughs> but we do. We say, I love you. I love you. Listen, if we really love, then love should look like this. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. I'm, I'm stopping on purpose because I want these words. Because they're, they're, they're hitting me right tonight. I'm telling you, read this every day with your spouse. It's it's called a survey check on where your marriage is and and where you got to get to. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. I wasn't even going to say it, but you just, okay. I wasn't even going to tell a point of finger at a certain, okay, Nope. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. You can't say I love you and try to keep a bunch of secrets up in the house. When you say I love you, then Amy Weber, her her thumbprint is on my phone. She can have access to it and anything that it's about, any time, any day she wants to. It delights in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Basically, if you get all that other stuff taken care of, love never fails. That kind of love will never fail. We go through, Well, she failed me, he failed me. No, then you you didn't go through and, and do a check every day and say, this is what I need, this is what love should look like on me. This is what my fruit should look like. And if I do this, it will never fail. Never fail feel like I'm in a marriage conference now. We're supposed to be talking about difficult people. Well, if you ain't doing this, you are difficult. Just ask your spouse. <laughs> I'm talking to me. She's just not here tonight. But let me encourage you to do that. Listen, the reason it's so important, especially for us in a younger generation, is because it's what, it's what we use to qualify relationships. We qualify relationships based on personality rather than character. That's the reason, and it's not just in dating or marriage. We have friendships. We have relationships that we base it on their personality. I like them. Oh, they're fruit. I've heard this before. They're they a bad person, but I like them because they're funny. I keep them around because they're funny. Now you ain't got nothing because they was funny. And I'm telling you a true story. Let's, let's talk about character. Let's look at character. And then what happens when we, when we base our relationships on personality? I knew we would not get far tonight. Then what happens? We get hurt, we get heartbroken, and then we become bitter. Anybody ever been there? When you get disappointed, you become numb, you, get, you, you, you isolate yourself, you, you, you get shut off, and then you're asking God, you give them a list of all these people that have hurt you. God, I need you to repay I need you to get them. Get them, God. Just have your way. Send them to hell. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But listen. Did you ever ask something of that relationship that it was not designed to give you? Did you ask something of that friendship, of that relationship, that it was not designed? Did you put a weight on it that it was not meant to sustain or carry? Listen, when you put a weight on a relationship that it was not designed to hold up, you are going to be the one that gets hurt, not them. They're just going to walk away. And you're going to be the one standing there with all your chips and all the, all the pieces of your broken life and broken heart all around. Then we blame them for hurting us as if they're bad people. When truthfully, maybe we put an expectation on them that that relationship was never meant to have. I hope I'm helping somebody tonight. It's how we evaluate. Because some of you are going, that is why I went through that certain season of my life. And remember, it's, life is a season. The reason people start making choices about suicide and all these things is because they're looking, for, they're looking for a solution. But that's a permanent solution to a temporary situation. Every day of our life is a season that we go through. When you stop and give up, then you make it a permanent state. But I, that's, that's why we keep moving forward. I, in my relationship, I may, not be, I may not be running. I may not be cleaning out the relationships of my contact list as fast as I need to. But as long as I'm doing, as long as I'm getting rid of, as I, as, as I can, as long as I'm making an effort forward, I may not have the perfect marriage, but as long as I'm not going back and dipping into my past, as long as I'm taking steps forward, we're going to make it. It's a season. It's just a season. Maybe I need to tell that to your spirit one more time that you came in just feeling down and what you you are facing right now in this moment is temporary. It is a season. Season. Listen. Write this down. Misplaced expectation will always lead to disappointment. Misplaced expectation will always lead to disappointment. So, so when we get saved and we ask God into our heart, he gives us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes and lives inside with us. When you ask Jesus to come into your heart and to take things away, he's not going to leave you empty. He emptied the tomb so that we didn't have to live an empty life. And he gave us the Holy Spirit until the day that we go to meet with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, they're all three in one. But he gave us the Holy Spirit. And when he comes to live inside of us, he brings two things. The first thing he brings is gifts. Everybody say gifts. You read about them in the Bible, the gifts of tongues, the gifts of uh, interpretation of tongues, the gifts of prophecy, the words of wisdom, words of knowledge, the gift of faith, gift of healing, uh, the gift of miracles. There are people who have gifts and talents. But but listen, and and gifts are, are flashy, are they not? Think about Christmas. We wrap them up pretty. Remember what I told you, when you have a gift, it will attract people. It will attract people that have no business trying to attach themselves to your life. They're only after your gift and what you have. They care nothing about you. I'm speaking from experience. Gifts, gifts, are flashy, but listen the nature of a gift so you can see somebody up here singing and or preaching or 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 out in the community or or people uh, uh, pastors on TV or or doing miraculous things for God listen, the nature of the gift doesn't show us how much that you love God, but it does show how much he loves you because he gave you a gift now what we get troubled in the church is when when we see somebody's gift, but their lifestyle isn't lining up with what you think it should be, because of the amount of what they're doing, operating their gift, the gift is 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 God. It's it's um. Huh. He won't take it back. It's a gift. That's how he works. But my gift is not for me. It's for you. My gift is to strengthen you, to encourage you, to lift you up, build you up, help you grow, help you mature, prepare you and equip you for you to become all that God has designed and created you to be. That's, that's, that's my gift. But if any time I begin to use that gift or my talent of singing a gift, if I begin to use that for myself, that is when I begin to abuse abuse the gift. The gift is always for someone else. So if you're in a relationship, you, you need to be looking at it. Again, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, a take, it's a give and take situation. It shouldn't just be I'm the only one laying down. My, my good's on the table, right? The gift is not for me. It's for you. The problem is if you see me in my gift, you say, oh, he must really love God. No. No. God must really love me. It's when my character comes into place. Remember, we're talking about, we're talking about your relationships, your friendships, your, your dating, your, your married. It's when character comes into play. It's not about what you see on the outside because how many knows you can put on a good show for a little while, but fruit will come out, right? Okay, the second thing that he brings, yes, he brings gifts, but then he brings fruit. We just read that. Write this down. Fruit is the result of, of intimacy we Amy and I have fruit she's 16 I'm doing a little better she's going to her first prom I'm 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 adjusting I haven't lost my mind yet Ansley Grace some of y'all like who's he talking about Ansley Grace she is the fruit of intimacy the fruit of intimate fruit is the result of intimacy and we read it the fruit of the spirit all of those things They are character traits that are developed through an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. All of those things that we just talked about, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control, all of that begins to operate and function the way that it's supposed to when I am intimate with Him. The reason those areas, and and I'm talking to myself because I already revealed that I've got some issues or I've got some, some growing to do, some development to do. Those areas are like that because there's not, the, the, the intimacy is not there. Now, how many married people here tonight? This is probably for the guys. But you know, if you have a season where you've not been intimate, say your schedule's just been crazy and there's not been intimacy. And I'm not just talking about what's going on behind closed doors in the bedroom. I'm, I mean, there's, there's lots of ways you can be intimate in a relationship. And the church said amen. It's not always about S-E-X. But, there, but there, it, it's always proven that any time uh, that daddy gets frustrated, it's because there's not been intimacy. And, I, and again, it's not just about the bedroom. It's the enemy in my ear talking about, she must not love, she must not appreciate, look at all the things you do, yada, 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 yada. It's the same devil, y'all, because I know y'all hearing that same voice. When the enemy begins to, to, to whisper in your ear and we begin to believe the lie, Listen. That's how he gets us off course. But it's through my intimacy with the, my heavenly Father that I then begin to function and operate in love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering. Oh yeah, that means your suffering will be long, but you're going to make it. It's just a season. See how all that tied together? It's just a season. It's just a season. It's just a season. It's just a season. I'm going to stop there for tonight. This covered so much, and and I, I really tried to make sure it didn't feel like I was rambling, but I have a hard time sometimes connecting it to because it wasn't just for married people. It wasn't just for dating. It wasn't just for personal friendships and relationships. All of this stuff applies. But it also starts with me right here. If, I, if my intimacy with my Heavenly Father isn't correct, guess what? It don't matter how good it feels in the bedroom or how good she grabs my hand in the movie theater. If my intimacy with my Father isn't right, the intimacy between me and my wife is going to be off too. If 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 I was single and my intimacy with my heavenly Father was off, then then all of my other relationships out they're not going to be right because it's balanced through my intimacy with my Father. So if you've got an unbalanced relationship, home, dating, whatever, I, I, I'm just trying to help connect it if you're having something unbalanced then perhaps you are unbalanced with your relationship and your intimacy with your heavenly father that's not a that's not a slap on the wrist that's talking to me too going hey get it just get it right just shake it up a little bit I've got to become more intimate with my father I've got to be intentional about some time with him it can't just be you come in on Wednesdays and Sundays because some of y'all hop skip and jump around that them days of the month okay and it can't just be about podcasts. That's, podcast is good. I, I listen uh, because of this, the transition and, and, and January 1 coming. Baby, I'm, I'm, I'm putting all kinds. I'm, I'm washing cars and doing stuff with nothing but with trying to learn. I'm trying to learn, 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 learn how to be a better husband, how to be a better father, how to be a better friend, how to lead people, how to reach people. Because if, if if we don't learn how to lead people, uh, reach people, and all we're doing is lead them, we just lead them in a circle. Eventually, we got to stop and go, "Hey, all these Easter eggs that we're doing, and all these bicycles we've been giving out every year for the past six years, and all these teddy bears—all of it's about Jesus. Do you know Him? If you don't, <laughs> you will be separated from Him and all of us." It's about a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Unrepented sin will also send you to hell. So, so we can't just be leading them in a circle. Come to Forward Church. Come to Forward Church. Watch us do pyros and technos and all this stuff. And watch the, the, the pastor goes. Ah, that's crazy. Some of those things are gimmicks to, for attention. But ultimately the attention should always shift to Jesus. It's all about Jesus every relationship that I have should be Christ-centered should be centered every relationship you have should be centered around Jesus now that doesn't mean listen and and this will be where we'll go and then I'm going to end but this is where we're going to be going that doesn't mean if it's not Christ-centered then you cut them off because guess what if you cut them off who's going to tell them if you make them run who's going to share if you try to kick them out of church because their sin is different than yours who's going to tell them what I'm saying is it matters who gets to your heart. It matters who gets close to you. It matters what 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 levels those people are. So So stop putting expectations on relationships that were not designed for that. You'll you'll save yourself a lot of heartache and pain that's the reason we do that's the reason we get disappointed because we put unrealistic un- expectations on other people we can all say we've been hurt wounded and broken everyone in this room let's just show of hands ever been hurt ever been broken ever been wounded some of you are saying I'm still feeling the effects of that but it's not necessarily because they were bad people maybe we put un- we put we never qualified them for the access that we gave them. That's what I was trying to say. We never qualified them, not by tender, personal, personality traits, but by character. See, that's, that's why I, never, I didn't get there. That's why it's important how we qualify our relationships. It's by character. It's by character. Everybody standing all over this room. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.